What's up, guys? Really quick before we get into the episode, we had some sort of audio issue. I don't know what happened here uh, with my board. Um, I'm coming in super loud. Tanner's coming in kind of soft. So if you're wearing headphones and listening to this, I apologize in advance. Um, We'll get this figured out and solve for next issue or next episode. Um, But before we get going, this is a great episode, too, though. Um, A lot of draft talk lot of coaching talk and just a little look at the playoffs um so yeah hope you enjoy and we will see you uh episode 177 you are now tuned in to the windy city benders podcast this is wcbp it's another edition of the wcb podcast a part of the hockey podcast network presented by DraftKings. it's jerem it's tanner what's up bud Oh, uh, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Things are going okay, just and not great. And are you referring to in Blackhawks hockey, or are you talking about a bigger picture of life? Just want to make sure if you need a vent or anything. Blackhawks hockey. Okay, just wanted to make sure you're good and everything's all right. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm great. All I'm right. Great. Yeah, so we'll get right into it. Tonight was the draft lottery, and it was the moment of truth. Will the Chicago Blackhawks be drafted in the first round, either first or second overall, or will the Columbus Blue Jackets be taking our first round pick? And in probably one of the most boring draft lotteries in the past couple of years, um, Blackhawks wind up six overall, exactly where they were projected to go. Blackhawks end up with nothing. So, <laughs> yes. So what that means is the Columbus Blue Jackets will be drafting six overall and the Seth Jones 12 and 12. The Seth Jones trade is officially done completed. There's nothing hanging out there. The last FU from Stan Bowman to Blackhawk fans is, is completed, right? Kind of. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I think that's it. Um, I mean, you can argue the Seth Jones contract, but I think the whole top two protected draft pick is a bigger FU than the Seth Jones contract. Yeah. So, I mean, he's going to be a huge, important part to the team for the next, at least. Say this every week. Yeah, we talk about every time Seth Jones comes up. You know we are Seth Jones guys, and we will fight for him as long as we do. Hey, maybe next year he'll get the green jacket because they're going to be fucking bad. (laughs) Yeah, just missed out. Did we talk about that last episode? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just missed out, you know, ten a minus 10 from Keith Yandel who picked it up, so... He's got uh, he's got some work to do, especially with Yandel retiring, probably most likely. Yeah. Yeah, so, so that's the 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 pick is traded. So they have our sixth overall, and then we have their sixth round this year. Totally fair. So a sixth for a sixth, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the news came out: Blackhawks did not win the draft lottery. What was your initial reaction or feeling? Um. I was upset when I didn't see them at seven or eight. (laughs) Oh, it's like, but also like the fact there wasn't much movement, but it was kind of funny because I I had it on and I had to go pick up my wife. So I had the, I had it playing while I was driving. I wasn't watching. I was just listening. But like after they did the Hawks pick and I was just like, oh, okay. And then they, I forgot the next one ended up being what Ottawa. Uh, It was like, it was, so Hawks were six, then it was yeah. Philly dropped. Philly, Philly did. So I was like, oh shit, 
jersey. No fucking way. Like, how are they? I don't know. They keep getting like really high draft picks. In yeah, last, New like, Jersey. Five years. New Jersey moved up three spots. They're drafting second overall. Uh, Coyotes dropped down to third. Kraken yeah, dropped down classic, to classic Coyotes. Can never get a top two pick. They always they always get dropped back. Hey, just so you guys know, if any uh you know glass half full situation here, in three or four years. Their third overall pick will probably be a Blackhawk if uh, if history writes itself. So last time they drafted third, Dylan Strom, miss your consistency. Hey, yeah. I mean, we'll see what the Blackhawks get at three in a few years. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it'd be nice. Um, yeah, but I think that the really cool thing that ended up happening is the fact that Montreal did end up winning the. Um, the draft lottery, especially since it's going to be in Montreal. So I think that's going to be pretty, pretty cool and wild. Yeah. Um, it's going to be awesome. I just think it's hilarious that I've seen online. I think it was pretty funny. It's like, man, the team did a speed run of like being one of the best last year to be worse this year, going from cup final to first overall, like had to be done. <laughs> that just shows so, like how somebody insane. was gonna do it. It's gonna be the Montreal Canadiens, one of the one of the most like storied franchises in the league. That just shows that how insane of a season that was. Like the whole playoff situation when it was just like a yeah. giant free for all, which was awesome. I never want to see it again, but it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember how they where they ended up. Like, what is it? Like in the standings? Like they were sixteen. The they were the last team in the playoffs. Oh man, is it like like actual sixteen or were they like lower? I think because of what last year was only the top sixteen, right? Yeah, but it was fo- top four from each division. Oh, so they, they were eighteenth. Yeah. They were eighteenth in the league. Eighteenth in the league, but they yeah. So they were the, they were the they last were seed. Fourth, they were fourth in the fucking Canadian, Canadian division. Yeah, but they were eighteenth in the league and then went to the cup final. So I mean. It's not like it was that crazy that they finished last this year. They went from no. 18th to last. That's, yeah, that's insane the insane how, how well, like, Carey Price played in the fucking Stanley Cup playoffs. But, like, you know, you lose him. You you don't get a full Jay season. We- Jay Weber's like, gone. Weber. You, you, you have Jack, like, you have awful coaching um, and nothing from Cole Caulfield until, like, February, which we talked about last week. Um. Yeah, and like your team's just dog shit. It sucks, but whatever. Matt's was Max Domes. No, he got traded from the Calgary, right? Or Carolina. He's in Carolina, yeah. yeah. Carolina's up three to nothing right now, too. They just scored. Nice. So yeah, so I mean, very boring draft lottery. Um, I think so. My initial feeling when it came out, like what a goal! Oh my god, sorry. <laughs> keep. <laughs> The Carolina guy on the ground, I think it was Seth Jarvis. He was trying to, he was on his back and he tried to swat the puck back towards the center of front of the net. It went off a debrusque skate and popped over Jeremy Swayman and then fucking went in. Yeah, it went possibly. Swatted loose. at it. It went pop and like over. Oh my God. It was so weird. What a weird fucking goal. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh no. So, so my, yeah. So my, my initial reaction to the whole, like, you know, Hawks, I was cheering for every time. You know, from 16 down, I was like, come on, Blackhawks. Come on, Blackhawks. Like, I was just hoping they got as low as possible. 
they, they could only get to eight though. That's the right. Thing. That's true. Um, but <laughs> so you're just like hoping for an odd miracle where they're like, <laughs> in a strange turn of events, the Blackhawks are <laughs> 14th overall. Hey, weirder things have happened in the draft lottery. It's like you didn't read the fine print in the draft lottery. <laughs> like, if a team does not win top two and has a draft pick up for grabs, it can no, be no earlier than 10th. It's like. <laughs> If you've listened to this show at all over the last month or so, when we try to talk about the draft lottery, clearly I have no idea how this thing works. It's the new rules, man. You yeah. actually had it right, though, because it's like they can't move. You can't move up more than 10 places. You, It's only top two, and you can't win it more than like twice in twice in five years. Three years, five years, I don't know. Yeah. But, wow, yeah, but then I was like, you know what? What do they, what do they consider winning it? Like first? Or is like Jersey, does Jersey get like a technical win because they move it to second? I believe it's first overall. Okay. Don't quote me on that, but I believe I I'm ninety eight percent sure it's first overall. Okay. Because I mean, yeah, you win one, but the you you lost the the main prize. Yeah, but you moved up from five to two, which is pretty big. Like typically, yeah. usually you usually like a second overall is like an NHL ready player versus five, which is like a maybe. That's fair. Yeah, I don't know. I'd be interested to look into that and see what that actual ruling is. But okay. I'm I'm actually happy. I'm I'm glad that they didn't fall in the top two this year. I mean, even for me, it was it was number one or nothing. Yeah, either get Shane right or you lose the pick this year. That's fine. I want first overall next year. Yes, I want Bedard or however Berard or however you say his name. Connor Bedard. Bedard. Okay, I was right the first time. Fuck! Stop questioning myself. Anyway, I want. So here, here's the thing: the Hawks are going to be really bad next year. Yes. Is it like what do you think the chances are if we're last in the league that this that the draft lottery goes three years in a row that the worst team gets first overall? Ooh, the fact that if it would be the Hawks, is that maybe like the, the true punishment for everything that happened this last year? They the Hawks get a chance of first overall and they're like, mm, no. <laughs> you guys are bad. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I I don't odds. I don't think are in the hot's favor for that. I think like if that would feel like the year that it would get flipped would be that year when the hots have a chance because realistically, I think the hots win first overall next year. Plus, you make some moves at something we're going to talk about in a little bit in coaching, and you have the cap space again. I mean, there's a quick turnaround on this rebuild possibly. Yeah, that's a game changer right there. Nice, and then. You get all the people that would just be like NHL rigged. <laughs> they want the Hawks to be good. Ooh, the Hawks, I, <laughs> I want the Hawks to be good as well. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Um, I know this people might say this is biased, but the league is better when the Hawks are good. I'm sorry. Yeah. I think it's better for the league. It's more marketable. You have a major um major city involved that, you know, it's it's better. The NHL is better off with six. Yeah. NHL is better off when the Blackhawks are good. And yeah. it's yeah, called bias, it. whatever. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. I'll say it, man. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't afraid. <laughs> Do you want Davidson to go nuclear to get a first round pick this year? I mean, it would be great for the rebuild, but. Like, I don't know. Directly got to look at who would. Like what, 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 what catches a. What, like gets a first, Kane into Brinkett, really. Right. 
that's like a guaranteed first. Nobody's going to be going for Seth Jones with his nine point five million starting this season. I don't think any. I don't think a team that that's like in the position to like acquire like a top defenseman has the the cap space for that kind of shit. Like you know, kind of threw it out there before. I don't know if we talked about it on the show or if it was in our like group chat, but Islanders at thirteen. Yeah. Work something out for maybe Taze. Yeah, but we're like. No, I know. Like that's like that would. I don't think that's a first worthy, you know. Right, and I don't. I think that might be the closest thing to like not Kane or DeBrinket being moved. Like, it would. I, I think you would have to like mark up some massive package that moves a first, and then frees up cap space, in order. And it's not just Taze, but it'd be Taze plus, like, I don't know. And it's tough because you can't really do that because you're in a rebuild, so you don't want to give up aspects or pro- assets or prospects. Right. And, like, who who's valuable on the team? It's Kane and Debrinket is, like, the most value. Um, I, like, I don't see, like, we have nothing of value to, like, any. But I, I guess Connor Murphy would be good value, too. First, though. Not a first, though, yeah. Without, like retain salary would you dangle one of uh tampa's first rounds they traded us yeah yeah oh god yeah that i mean moving up in 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 a first yeah like a future first that's probably gonna be a later round pick for um, a mid-round more recent first yeah i would do that I don't. I I think it was island the Islanders that were saying that like they were willing to give up their first this off season, but I, I might have been some other. Fuck! I wish I I wish I wrote it down, but I think it was like some team that when I looked at it, I was like, oh, that's really surprising, and now I wish I fucking knew what it was. Well, all right. So here, let's let's go past the top ten because none of those teams are going to trade their pick. The Sharks. Blue Jackets at 11 and 12 will not. 13 New York Islanders. I could see them moving it. I don't think the Hawks have what the Islanders would want. Winnipeg, I could see. And I could see them taking a chance at Taves if they can make it work. You know, the hometown kid and all that kind of stuff. Vancouver, Vancouver doesn't make sense. And I don't think Buffalo... Trades that 16. I think Buffalo is going to want the two, two first. Yeah, I think Buff- Buffalo is building on you, young talent. So you're really looking at step really looking at 13, 14 are the only possible picks up for grab in the top 16. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't, I don't recall, maybe you do, but is this draft class deep or is it kind of a weaker year? Like, I don't, I mean, I haven't heard like, I, every time I hear about like the draft classes, it's always like next year is like the year. The year, yeah. So I'm sure you know, like I'm sure the fucking top ten is still going to be pretty fucking good. It always and is. Yeah. Like every other draft, there's always going to be some somebody going like fifteen to thirty that just ends up shitting on like most of the fucking top ten picks. I feel like that's happened like over the like last few years. That's what's been going on. Yeah. It's like there's so much out there on like the guys that are going to be like, Oh, top one, like top or top five. And like, they get hyped so hard. And then out of nowhere, like 
the season starts and you're three years down the line and you get like somebody else that's a later round draft pick in the first round that's just like, oh, this guy's way fucking better than them. Personally, I don't want I I unless it's a deal that just seems too good to be true. I don't want him forcing something to get in the first round. Yeah. I'm very content with the five picks we have between the second and third round. I mean, we got five picks in the top three in the first three rounds. And then yeah. we have two six and a seventh. We don't have what a fourth and a fifth? Is that fourth and a fifth we don't have. Um let's what were see. those traded away in? Fifth was traded in the Hagel uh, deal. Oh, the fourth it, was traded in the Hagel deal. Yeah, the fifth was traded in the um Yanmark trade last year. Mm. Where we got a second and a third. Yeah, which was Colton Dock. So we yeah, we have three third rounders this year. And yeah. I mean the Oilers are still in it. They technically could they'll move up to a second rounder. As well as Minnesota. I really kind of just want Minnesota to fucking win. <laughs> so that we can get a first and not have to worry about not having right. a first round pick. Yeah. Like, like, one time I, you're I, gonna pull like, from the wild. I yeah, but only to like make the what is it? They have to make the finals. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, just, the no, they, have to, they have to reach the conference finals. Right? Yeah, with Mark Andre winning finals. four games. I mean, he's playing. He started every so, so far, right? Yeah, I don't. They haven't switched to Talbot yet. So. Fuck, poor Tim Talbot, man. <laughs> like, Dude, he was an all-star this year. <laughs> and they're just like, mm, no. <laughs> Everybody talks about the disrespect Mark Andre gets, but then you should get that uh, that sword drawing. With Talbot in place of Flurry. Oh my God! Sword in the back. I mean, I don't know. Maybe the Hawks know something about the third round this year that we don't, because they are—they're just like, "Yep, third rounders this year. That's let's get it." Well, those are all Stan moves, weren't they? Yeah. Well, I don't think Stan's the one that's scouting the players. And no, the I know. Third round this year is going to be yeah. stacked. We need to fucking load up. Um, God, what a where, fuck. Where is that quote to Davidson? Well, the good thing is next year we have all of our original picks so far still. And then we have Tampa's first and second rounders because we got that second rounder in the Tyler Johnson trade. Oh, yeah. We got Tyler Johnson and a second rounder to not have Seabrook on our, on our books. Yeah, yeah. Kind of neat. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Tyler Johnson, like he's I I really want him to play, but I feel like maybe he's gonna just end up on LTIR because he's he was so injured this year. I really just would rather see him play. And then if he gets, like, enough, gets enough value, like he can fucking get moved as well. Like I like Tyler Johnson. Yeah. I just don't have any like hard attachment to him. Like he's right. I think he's a decent player, but like he's the only he's somebody that I think would have more value than a lot of other players on the team. But um, like I said, he's kind of injury prone. So here is uh, Kyle Davidson's comments. Kyle Davidson comments on not having a first round pick. 
He goes, now we know where we stand as we prepare for the upcoming draft. We won't have our own first round pick, but we have eight other picks, including five in the first three rounds. I have faith in our amateur scouting department's ability to make the most of our selections this summer. So it sounds like he's just going with he's the, just, the five. In the he's standing pat. Yeah. So the only okay, chance that's, that's fine. Cause that's like, yeah. Like there, I think just because you get a first round, it doesn't mean you're going to automatically hit on somebody. I think if they're focused on like the guys that are being scouted in the second and third round, since they have so many picks, like you have five chances in those two rounds to get, a solid roster player for the future. And it happens all the time. It does happen where guys draft in the second, third round, fourth, fuck, fifth and sixth round surprise and, and make an impact quicker than, than some of the guys in the top in the t- first round, you know, like, yeah. Like I'm just trying to look at like where, what they've gotten the past like couple of years. Like it, it'll be. I'm excited to see how Davidson drafts and like what he goes with because I feel like a lot of times, like when the Hawks are up and the on the clock, and then they never choose like best player available as listed. Like whenever they're doing like the draft analysis, they always kind of just go like way the fuck off the board. Yeah, and I mean for the most part, I don't think it's worked out that great no. <laughs> over the last few years, at least, man. Like. Like, I know they really were reaching this past draft for Nolan Allen. And I, I don't know how that's going to work out still. Then they, they decided to draft, like, Kirby Doc's brother. And, like, I think that was a pretty questionable one. And um, I'm sorry. And I know we defend him all the time in the show. But I'm still kind of saying Dave uh, Kirby Doc. I mean... I don't think he was pro- he was in projected top three or top five. Like, and that was kind projected of projected in the top ten. I think he was like top six, but I like the top five was was what it was. Uh, Turcott, Bowen, Byram, and Dylan Cousins. Yeah, and then they they went with because I remember when we when we got the we heard that they drafted Doc. We were like, wait, who? Like, yeah, what was that? <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Like, and it's not it's not saying anything against Kirby. It's just it's no. just goes to the fact that not drafting like the next like best available guy right. it doesn't always hit and the hots have kind of gone like just proving your point the hots have gone that way off the board and all that kind of stuff and right. it's a little and they don't have tough. the track record that like Steve Eiserman has like, right Steve Eiserman goes off the board and then gets a fucking gem and the hawks go off the board and then it's like okay is that right? Like, I think even with Lucas Reichel, I don't think he was best player available at 17. Oh, I think, I he, was, so. I think he was higher 20s. Cider okay. wasn't everybody when Cider got drafted, everybody's like, why oh, did yeah, they no, more, do that? Cider was a huge surprise. And now yeah. that kid's going to possibly be Calder winning like, right. defenseman and probably one of the top defensemen for the few, like the next like 15 fucking years. He will be up for a Norris within the next five years, I bet. I doubt it. I feel like he's he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna put up the same amount of points that like Hedman and Yossi and Makar put up. But I think he's gonna be more noticeable defensively and like all around. It's just like a, a an unbelievable player. I think. Let's put a pin in that of, because I want to talk about that too. And, and Adam Fox puts up a lot of points too. I don't know. If, I don't know if Cider's gonna put up as many as like a point per game that like a lot of the Norris Trophy winning defensemen fucking get. But I think he's gonna be recognized as probably one of the best defensemen in the league. Like that kid is just, he's sick. It's, it's amazing. I love yeah. watching his highlights. 
He's so good. It's so crazy. He's so strong, man. The um, amount of like reverse hits he threw this year. Oh, yeah. God. Uh, the other thing too is I'm just looking at like the rifle draft. Like Drew Camasso, like like hopefully that turns out to be a good pick. But like we've said plenty of times before, goalies are a crapshoot. They got Landon Slaggart, who was on the U.S. national development team. He was he? I think he was. Yeah, he was on the junior USA junior hockey team when they won gold with Zegris and. Caulfield, he won it. I think he was on the team. Yes. He was on that team. He played in Notre Dame. Like, I don't know if he's going to end up being like anything super special. Um, I I just like, there's nothing really like classic. I hope he turns out to be really good. He, I liked him. He was a, a second round pick. Like, I feel like they have better. I don't know, man. I, I want to say they, they have better picks, but it's because I don't expect much of the second and third rounders. Right. And they, they typically end up trading their fucking first rounders anyway. Now, now to bring just, it, second rounder. There we go. <laughs> I'm just looking at like, I'm on cap friendly, like looking at like in the system or non roster players. Yeah. Besides Lucas Reichel, man, I like, I don't get excited looking at any of these guys. They don't get the they don't get the bar moving. Like that's fucking terrifying, man. Like that's well, legitimately scary. Like we are so far behind potentially in this rebuild already. Yeah, like it's, we're not one of those top like fucking farm team like play, like teams at all. Oof. Yeah, I know. I said last week I I, I like the bones of this team and. I could potentially see in like a Rangers Kings rebuild, but taking a deeper look at this, I don't know anymore. Yeah, right. I think I think where we're gonna be hopefully okay is in on defense, just with how many young, like hopefully good defensemen we have. Like just to name a few, like there was Jakob Galvis who got a few games this year who I thought played pretty solid defensively. We know about Wyatt Kalanuk. He's more offensive minded. Ian Mitchell's trying to like settle in. And I think he's more of like a two way kind of guy. Nicholas Bowden. He was a former first rounder. Um, 28th, right? 27th. 27th. Yoki Haru is 28th. Oh, okay. Um, Let's see. And then like Alec Regula, who ended up finishing the season with the Hawks. I think he was playing pretty well. We had talked about Vlasic. He was playing well. Isaac Phillips played a couple games. He looked. Pretty decent. Yeah, he was that was like early season two. That was with Colleton and he and like team was shit and he was yeah. playing pretty okay. And he was a fourth rounder this past draft. Or no, 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 the, the year before, sorry, in 2020. But yeah, like those those kinds of things that I'm more excited for. Whereas like the only forward that we have that hasn't played like a full season that's in the system is like Lucas Reichel. Yeah who I'm I'm excited to see but like there's nothing else <laughs> like the other yeah. only other like young guy I would have been excited to like still have is like Hagel I think I but like I I'm excited to see a full season with like uh, Ketchuk and Radish now too though I don't know yeah I mean it'd be interesting too I mean god Evan Barry remember when we all thought he was gonna be like the shit he was going to be another goal scorer. And he, I don't know what, what he's looking like in uh, Rockford, but they're still playing. 
Speaking of Rockford. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got anything else you want to talk about, like with the draft pick and all that or? No, I'm just, you know, I just get excited for this kind of shit, especially since we don't have the Hawks in the playoffs. It's just kind of, I, I want to hear more about offseason plans and I kind of want to look more into like where they're going to be drafting and like, I'd maybe look into like the scouting reports on like those positions and see like what would make sense. Yeah. And hopefully the Hawks, I don't know, like the Hawks have been drafting D heavy. I feel like in like the earlier rounds, gotta go forward, man. Like I think we have yeah, right? way like, too we much. Gotta get, we gotta get some, we gotta get some like wingers. Like our defense is such a surplus right now that I'm like looking at this, like who can we possibly trade to either a bring in some picks or B bring in like, some like prospect forwards like we took we had eight draft picks last year and we drafted four centers and four defensemen yeah that's defense center defense defense center center defense center which is weird and then like the year before with lucas reichel it was left wing goalie left wing d d d center d (laughs) kirby doc defenseman with alex Lasik, left wing center goalie d I don't know. I feel like we just don't draft like wingers. I, I assume they just are looking for guys that they can end up putting on the wing. I guess we're gonna we're just gonna draft really good defensively, make our defense so good that we win like one nothing games. Yeah, that's gotta change this year. I'm sorry. Um, yes, yeah. yeah, so let's real quick talking about Rockford. Um, they just swept the Texas Stars. Um, the biggest thing about that was game two. I believe it went to overtime. It won one overtime, and the Hawks end up winning, or the Ice Hawks end up winning that two to one. Um, Soderblom, 69 saves on 70 shots. Nice. Arvid Soderblom. I wouldn't hate him getting a look next year. I mean, everybody can get a look next year. It doesn't matter. We're going to get lit the fuck up. I mean, he's only 22. Yeah. Would you, I don't know if you'd rather let him play well in Rockford and succeed or just like leave him hanging out to dry in the, on the Hawks. Emergency situations have him come up. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's, that's how you picked it up. You pick it up maybe towards the end of the season. You bring yeah, him up and let him look. Yeah. But yeah. I, yeah, let him keep playing in Rockford, proving his point down there. Um, let's see what well, his numbers this year. He set the record for most wins in, in Rockford, right? Yeah. Or, or, or is it more. most wins in Rockford or is, there, or is it most wins for a rookie? I think most wins in Rockford. Hmm. Um, okay. See, I love Cat Friendly except for their stats part. Like, they don't have good goalie stats on their site. Oh yeah, um, all right. that's why I always have a uh, hockey reference up as well. <laughs> all right, so mostly like NHL set. Oh, that's playoffs. Yes. He, he played more than two games. Um, he finished twenty-one fifteen and two with a nine nineteen save percentage and a two seventy six goals against average. That's not bad. Yeah, and like bad. like the thing that I kind of like about that team is like. The defense. <laughs> like, all the young guys are playing playoff hockey right now. When do they... So, I'm assuming 
All right, I have their stuff pulled up. Jesus, I'm trying to see who was on the who's on the the hot or the ice hogs right now, like during the playoffs. Here we go. You got Jesus Christ, Ryan Stanton still in Rockford. <laughs> How long has he been there? Oh, he left a long a while ago and came back. That's funny. Okay, sorry. So I tried to my I, <laughs> I fucking ran into him at a bar back in like 2012 with okay. like the with like the Hawks had just finished a preseason game. <laughs> and I think he played it in the preseason game and it and it was it was like right after they were at this my where this bar my buddy used to work at and i was just like yo that's fucking andrew shaw that's patty kane and then i turned he's right there i go yo aren't you ryan stanton (laughs) he's like what (laughs) like yeah aren't you ryan stanton like like didn't you play tonight in like the preseason game he's like oh yeah man i was like sick dude good job (laughs) 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 he's just like so surprised somebody fucking recognized him like downtown Oh yeah, but like, let's see. What is the fucking? Uh, sorry, I'm trying to read this. Italis as are in the starting lineup. Oh, cool. So like, Regula, he's on there, down there. Ian Mitchell, Kalnuk, Isaac Phillips, like Lucas Reichel. He's fucking playing well. He scored a goal in the first game. Like all like Jakob Galvis, like all these guys. Mike Hardman. I forgot about Mike Hardman. Mike Hardman got out. Mike Hardman by like Sam Lafferty and Brandon Hagel this year. Did they just sign Mike Harbin too to another deal? Did they? Yeah, it was, it was for like 800 something. Oh, they might have. Let's see. Oh yeah, he's got 2 years starting next year with 800,000. But yeah, he he's he's honestly like I think Reese Johnson is a better Mike Hardman. <laughs> yeah, I like Reese Johnson a lot. I fucking love Reese Johnson actually. <laughs> that was one of the, Oh man, what was it? When the Hawks were doing those like um, auctions, I forgot which jersey it was, but Reese Johnson's fucking like signed jersey was going for more than like Seth Jones and uh, and like three quarters of the team. And I was just like, damn, somebody is a fucking huge Reese Johnson fan because the jersey was like eight grand. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Miss Johnson's parents not realizing what it actually was they were actually doing. He was hurt at the time too. Yeah. Like he didn't wear the jersey. Well, that was the thing. We went to when we went to uh Jalmerson night and they were doing like auctioning off the jerseys that they wore during warm-ups. And Dice's game plan was find a guy that doesn't isn't playing that's a healthy scratch or whatever. And even that jersey was still going for like a shit ton of money. It's so funny how that works. Right. That's funny. Um, but yeah, I mean Anything else about the Ice Hogs? Like, they're just... No, I mean, they're facing the Wolves. They start that series, gets kicked off uh, Thursday in Rosemont. Um, Wolves are a fucking wagon. Um, Uh, Not a a far travel for either team for this series. That's good. Interesting. Um, Love to see Rockford win, but, you know, Wolves always hold a special place in my heart, especially with uh, after we had Lindsey, the head PR guy for the Wolves on the show. Oh yeah, he always hooked us up with uh, some tickets for the Hawks or for the Wolves. It's always a good time, so it's a win-win situation there. Um, but I hope Rockford goes on far 
goes deep into the playoffs, get those kids some experience. Yeah, oh, absolutely. That's what I that's what I want. I want to see it. I mean, right now, Arvidsson's got like one goal against in two games. Yeah, it's insane. Keep it up, bud. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> one quick little note before we get to the last, like, kind of big top topic that goes with Hawks talk and Angel talk, but. Team USA announced their world championship team. Uh, Seth Jones, Caleb Jones, and Sam Lafferty uh, yes. get the call for that team, um, which is going to be really cool to see Lafferty uh, play out there. I mean, it's not like it's Olympic or anything like that, but it's still world championship is still kind of a big deal. More hockey, um, a, lo- a lot of NHL ho- NHL players go there. The rosters always get bigger once the playoffs gets and A lot of uh, guys go over there. Um, and then it was announced today that Seth Jones – Captain America, Seth right. freaking Jones. Let's go, bud. It's exciting. Flex that $9.5 million. It's not even – it hasn't kicked in yet. Yeah. <laughs> He's still in that 5.4. So, yeah, that'll be fun to watch. Those games usually are on NHL Network, um, at least for the USA games. Um, I don't know what their schedule or when that actually starts, but um, that should be cool. Hockey fan, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs with DraftKings' same-game parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay. By combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win. Get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. My last big topic for Hawks talk, and we'll also use it as transition NHL talk. Um, if you've been following the show for the last year or so, when the whole coaching situation has come up, we have always hoped for one guy that we were like, man, wish he was available. If he is available. You make that hire. Um, yes. There's no way he's going to be available. But, you know, if he was, we should make him available. Well, boys, well, Tanner. Uh, somebody has listened the to our have cometh. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason the New York Islanders relieved head coach Barry Trotz of his duties head coaching duties yeah I think that uh, Lula Marillo has kind of like lost his shit a little bit with this call what like it makes zero sense with the like I understand, like a disappointing season, and especially after making the Eastern Conference Finals, like two the last two seasons besides this one, um, but just get it, like their their season just got fucked. With like we talked about it before, but like the way that their season started, like fucking 13, 14 games on the road, then COVID, like in December, like fucked the team up, and it's just a lot of shit that you know, most teams will never have to fucking go through. Um, the fact that they still almost make the playoffs. They're they still only, in. They, I mean, they were in the hunt until fighting. last like couple days of the yeah, season, couple days of the season, and it's just wow. Like, I'm glad. 
I'm glad, and it, I think it's a dumb decision, but I'm glad. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so when that news came off, my immediate thought was, why has Kyle Davis not announced that Barry Trotz is the new Chicago Blackhawks head coach? Why, have, why haven't we heard that yet? Mm-hmm. Um, why this move makes sense for the Hawks? He's an experienced guy. He knows what he's doing. He is a proven winner. He has got amazing systems that he can go and make a difference for this team that is rebuilding and needs an identity, needs some structure after the last couple seasons of just nothing like juggling since Quinville got fired. It's just been a whole like shit stain. Like, okay, well what's going on? Like here you do this, you do that. Blah, blah, blah. There's no consistency there. Trotz changes that. He puts in an amazing system. Our defense is brutal. Trotz is a defensive coach. Like, yeah. holy shit, what that can he, do. He turns he turns teams into, like, very defensive teams and turns goalies into Vesna nominees. Like, there's no reason why Barlamov should have been anywhere near consideration for that. Oh, Laner, too. Laner, yeah. Laner, before he came to the Hawks, was Vesna nominee. He turned freaking Ovechkin. He turned Ovechkin into a plus player. When a he plus was, player. <laughs> when he was normally a minus thirty. Like, hold on. Okay, let's let me look up this up really quick. Like, I don't understand. Like, I don't know why you wouldn't consider this. When did? Okay, so when did he start coaching? Which which team? Uh, Washington. Uh, Washington was. Uh, 2014-15. Okay, so 2014-15 was the first year. Okay. Ovechkin was a minus 35 the year before Trotz came. Turned to a a plus 10, a plus 21. Here's the other thing, too. I'm looking at um, when the Islanders, the year before Trotz came in, I think that they were close to last in the league in like <clears throat> like goals against. Um and they were 22nd in the league. And just in in the standings. His first year with the Islanders, they finished 5th in the league and then first in goals against. Let me see like I I remember this happening cuz I was just like this is in, it's insane how how bad they were. The Islanders were the Islanders went from dead last in goals against to first in goals against when they acquired Barry Trotz. Like that's in, that's incredible. Why did they fire him? Like he's a one funky season, right? Watch like, the Islanders like up year. Watch the Islanders just fall off the map next year. They ever? I think they made the playoffs every year that they had Barry Trotz. Especially, I mean, he was only there for the last like four years. So I think I'm, I think I'm not wrong. <laughs> I like when you go to Google Barry Trotz, the first thing that pops up is why did they fire Barry Trotz? <laughs> yeah. He wasn't even there for a full four years. He was only three years and ten months. Um, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I don't know the were the Islanders considered a rebuilding team when he was brought in. They were twenty second in the league. I mean, 
they were not on good. The, were they were they on the was that when they when did they lose Tavares? Was it before then? I can't remember dude. with all these years are getting mixed I up. Know. Now COVID has fucked everything up, like yeah. Um but still like that's just it's it's pretty fucking incredible. Just the change in in the defensive mindset and like skills of the team with not I don't think the roster changed up that much, but to go from like two, I I swear to God, it was a 100 goal difference defensively because I just can't, I can't think anymore because (laughs) this is just incredible. 2017, 2018 was the last season um, before trots came in. They had 296 goals against, and 264 goals for. And then his first season in 1819, they had 228 goals for. So the goals for went down a bit, but their goals against went to 196. It's literally an exact 100 goal difference. Like, can you imagine if the Hawks were doing that? But, like, here's the thing, though. I don't want the Hawks to be that good <laughs> next year. So, okay, so that was my next note on here is why would bringing trots not work for the Hawks? Or why would it not make sense for the Hawks? It would, I mean, for the future, it would be great. For next year when I'm, or I'm thinking we're hoping at getting a really high draft pick um, to kind of speed up the rebuild. Like, that's the thing. I think it just, he would slow the rebuild down because of how, how good he is. Or could it be the rebuild takes a different approach because you have somebody? I don't want to keep taking different approaches. No, 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 not (laughs) no. But I'm not saying I'm not saying like the last year where they went and they added a bunch of guys. But I'm saying is kind of mentioned this earlier um, in the season when we were talking about coaching situation is bring this. If you he's a proven guy, proven winner. Nobody knew he think he was. there's not a thought in the world that he was going to be available. Right. But if you bring him in, you keep the bare minimum, like what you're going to do with your roster this year. Yeah. Let him establish his culture, his identity, his systems into the team. Yeah. See where this team goes with what is given there. Hopefully that still leads to a first overall pick. I just I bring it in and then you could potentially plug in, you know, it might, save us a year yeah i would that's the thing is like i would love to have his system like for a team that's so like shit defensively to get one of the best like defensive-minded coaches in there like don't get me yeah don't get me wrong i bringing barry trots in i don't would would not want this team to change their this like whatever the plan is that kyle davidson has i know it hasn't really been stated how he's going to rebuild with bringing players in and all this kind of stuff I'm not saying go out and sign Malky and don't go out and sign, you know, like all these guys oh, that yeah. can make a difference right now. Let the guy come in, build his culture with the guys that are going to be around. Let him start putting his touches on potential, the start of the Nets core. Yeah. And then whoever, if they could turn into a first round pick next year, I think that just benefit. I think that's more of a benefit than it is. And it harms the team and harms the rebuild. I don't think much will change because you have to think still. You know, the question mark is who's in net. Yeah. 
you know, how long is it going to take for this team to buy into to the new system and, like, you know, really grasp this new system? This team might not click till the end of the season when they're already out of playoff contention and well on their way to worst odds or best odds for the first overall. You know, you never know. I just. Yeah, I just, I don't, I don't, honestly, I don't think he would choose to go to the Hawks with considering the teams that are available. Right. I think the team that makes the most sense is like the Winnipeg Jets. <laughs> How many teams or coaches that are like bubble guys where they like, oh man, I might be fired next year. Like, you know, I could totally see the team fire me. Then all some Barry Shots comes available. Like, how many guys are just want fuck? Yeah, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> like, I, I might not have a job. I know Lindsey Ruff was probably one that was like, oh shit. But let's see, the teams right now that just have absolutely no coach are the Jets, the Flyers, I mean, the Islanders, obviously, the, the Red Wings. Which, in, um, oh, that might be another good one. Yeah, and then I, I don't know like what coaches are interim head coaches besides like Derek King, uh, Andrew Brunette in Florida. That's another thing. Like if Florida doesn't, if they get eliminated in the first round, that's another team I can see like Barry Trotz going to. You're kind of taking a Quinville-esque type coach, yeah, and put him right back to a team that was run by Quinville has been running Quinville system essentially for the whole year. Um. I don't know who else is like interim, but it doesn't seem like there is any Philly. Philly doesn't have a coach. Yeah. yeah they just, they um, fired They fired you. I can see who doesn't have a coach, but I can't tell who. Uh, I know. I know Dallas is potentially looking for a coach. Vancouver is potentially looking for a coach. Hmm. Uh, Vancouver, Vancouver has Bruce Boudreau. I don't think he's extended. I think they declined he's, his. I oh. think he signed. There was like an option or something. Oh, it says on on. Oh, this is on cap friendly. It's kind of weird. They just show like unknown for a lot of coaches, and or it shows like what their actual. I think Nashville's coach is coming up. Oh, could they, John Hines. Could they bring him back? Oh yeah, I guess a lot of these coaches own are their contracts are done at the end of this year. Or they were they, saying like I was reading something that was saying that there's like going to be a huge surplus Edmonton, of coaches. Edmonton. Um, I saw Vegas, Montreal. It doesn't show anything for Martin St. Louis. Uh, Martin St. Louis is, he said that he will be coaching again next year. It's just a matter of them coming to agreement. He did did a pretty good job. Yeah, I think you get a first round pick, they get a first overall. I think that's pretty fucking. I think you give they're they're in a good spot. Yeah, for how he worked with uh, Caulfield and all that kind of stuff. Like, and the team kind of responded with him. So, I mean, I would run with him. Unless you can get a Barry Trotz, but yeah, right. Um, I keep saying Vegas as an option. Yeah, um, Vegas lost our identity. Their, their owner, we've lost our identity. You don't have an identity yet. Their identity is stabbing people in the back. Um, it's gonna be really interesting. I just, I would, think... I would love to have them, but like, if we don't get them, like, I don't know. Like Paul Maurice is cool. <laughs> so here, here's I got a list of four names right here. Yeah. Two. Um, Paul Maurice is on that list. Um, I'm still I threw this out earlier and I, I still like the idea of it. Jim uh Jim Montgomery. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he would be a good just because he's worked with college age younger guys and he did a great job with Dallas. He knows how to develop develop players. Um I'm gonna butcher his name. 
Red Wings ex coach Jeff Blasho. Oh, Blasho. Yeah, I think he potentially could be a fit. I think that the only reason he got let go is because Geyser, the Geyser plan, he's ready to take that next step with that team, I think. And I think he, Jeff, is more of a uh, development coach and not, you know, that next level. Um, and then I'll say, if you just stick with Derek King, and I think that's the worst option. But Derek King is just like until we get somewhere, like give him another year. Yeah, why not? I mean, unless they somehow land Barry Trotz or I don't know Paul Maurice. I don't know. I just would prefer, yeah, my personal opinion is I just would prefer them to get whoever the next coach is going to be. It's going to be the guy that's going to go through this rebuild and give the opportunity to put his mark on the team. Right. Yet I, I'm, I'm done with this new system every year, next guy up, all this kind of stuff. I need some consistency. Like, Yeah, I mean, it, it, would, it would be great. To... It would benefit the players. It would benefit the organization. Make it, make it Barry. <laughs> make it Barry, yeah. Uh, other than that, do you have anything else for Hawks talk? Uh, no. <laughs> All right, so let's, uh, we'll switch over to NHL talk. Uh, let's do a quick playoff update. Let's look at uh, the series really quick. Uh, we've got only one done so far. The uh, Cairo Avalanche swept the Nashville Predators, as Daryl Sutter said, the waste of an eight days for the Nashville Predators. Um, <laughs> what a quote. Yeah. So that one, the major thing that I saw with that series is the scary moment with uh, Kemper uh, getting the stick right in between the cage, gets hits in the eye. Uh, he set out game four. They said he will be good to go for the second round. Um, still scary situation. Um, let's see. Why don't they just pull me the brackets here? Okay, here we go. Uh, Minnesota, St. Louis are tied 2-2. Marc-Andre Fleury is halfway to us potentially getting a first-round pick there. Uh, Calgary and Dallas are also tied 2-2. Edmonton Oilers and the LA Kings are tied 2-2. Florida, Washington tied 2-2. Toronto, Tampa tied 2-2. Boston and Carolina tied 2-2. And the Pittsburgh is leading the New York Rangers 3-1. Yeah, that one pisses me off. Is that the surprise of the playoffs so far? Yeah, man, because what the fuck? They don't have Tristan Jari or Casey DeSmith. They're going with Louis Domingue, and he's got... Spicy pork, baby! Casey DeSmith won the first game, but not the second or third. I'm just, I'm just wondering how the fuck does Pittsburgh keep doing this shit? Because that happened, what back in uh, 2016 when Matt Murray won the first one. He was not the fucking backup. He was the second backup. Right. <laughs> like he was the third string. Like Flurry went down, and then was it Jari at the time too? Like he went Ed down. Jari. Yeah. And then and then Murray took him took him all the way, and then. Yeah, they for whatever reason, like they're completely fine in the playoffs when like two of their fucking goalies go down. It's I don't know how that works. It's it's just been a weird goaltending like playoffs too, because like Freddie Anderson's not playing right now. They got Auntie Ranta playing in Carolina, and then he gets hurt, and they have Ko- Kochev. I can't even remember what his name was. I I should have pulled it up too, but 
what he won game two in Carolina. Yeah. Um, I don't know what else. UC Soros didn't get to play at all these playoffs, which is a huge reason why Nashville had basically no chance. They started with David Riddick and got destroyed and went to their third string, Connor Ingram, who ended up almost stealing a game for them um, in one close game where I think they lost. Two to I don't one. think Soros changes that series. I think it's closer. I think Soros does. Uh, he's, I don't know. He's he's incredible, and I think he just gets better when he gets fucking shelled too. Um, but he's I think he's the type of goalie that could steal a series. I don't like that's there's not many of them in the playoffs right now. Um, like the last time a goalie stole a series, I I can like really remember. I guess like Carey Price would be stealing series like yeah. last season, but the one that that makes the most or the one that I keep thinking about all the time is the matchup like from Vegas's first season and it was flurry versus uh quick and yeah. it was just like one nothing games for four games <laughs> and it was just in, it was insane darling 2015 maybe yeah yeah but that's the thing like i but the hawks weren't outmatched that series that's fair you're right you know like i'm saying when they steal a series like you're, gotcha. like that's what uc saros i think could have stole a series against colorado like you get on you get on for a few days and bam, that's three fucking wins. It's just like, okay. Um, what else? Who, who else has been like kind of surprising goalie wise? Like Boston's flipping between Swayman and Allmark. I think Swayman, yeah, Swayman's in right now. What other, oh, Huso has been playing over Bennington, but now Bennington played the last game. Wait, it's just, I think the, the thing that we mentioned before was just like, it's so surprising that Cam Talbot hasn't seen any ice time. Yeah, the disrespect, man. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Uh I also I some for some reason Washington's goalies want to start like playing well. <laughs> like that series is pissing Florida me Florida off. Goes from being like the one of the highest scoring teams in the league to playing like probably one of the worst goaltending teams that's in the playoffs, and they are fucking having these really close games. I hate I hate this Florida series so much. I want yeah. the series to be over with Florida moving on. I cannot. Yeah. My bracket, my bracket is ruined if Washington wins. <laughs> I think I, I like that it's a little bit of a, in, in Edmonton and LA, it's a little bit of a resurgence for um, Jonathan Quick. Yeah. Because he wasn't even expected to be the starter this season. And he didn't really start most of the games either. Doesn't he now have the most shutouts? By an American-born goalie. Yep. Yeah, in playoffs in with playoffs. 10. Yeah, I think he just passed Tom Barrasso. His last, that last series or that last game that he got the shutout, and he had that whole series where he didn't have his glove, and yeah. he's sitting there just, oh god, he's so good. Like when he when he's on, man, he is so good. That's the shit, man. That's that's the type of goalie that steals a series. Like he, we've seen him do it like ten years ago for yeah. sure. But like, it's when that's one of the things that I love about the playoffs is when you do find that series where there's the goalie that's just like nothing is getting past him and if it if it does you're the other team's like i can't believe we fucking did it <laughs> like, yeah. We got one. yeah but those are always so fucking exciting to watch oh my god it sucks to be on the other side of that because you're like I, we can't buy a fucking goal but watching that those are more exciting to me than these fucking blowouts that have been happening so i was about to say real quick here too how underwhelming have these playoffs been like you would think here in all those series that are tied two two? Oh my god, it's amazing hockey. 
this is the most boring like playoff hockey ever. Like how many, every series has had at least one or two games that it's been at least what four or five goal differential in a game. The, uh, the whole Toronto and Tampa series has been first to five goals basically wins the game. Because so here, okay. Let's break this down really quick. All right. Florida Panther, Washington Capitals, five, one uh, Panther, six, one Capitals. Uh, so there's two games. Yeah. Like you said, five, nothing Toronto, five to three. So that one's kind of close, but then five, two Maple Leafs, seven to three lightning hurricanes, five to one hurricanes, five to two Bruins, four to two Bruins, five to two. Uh, Some of these are empty netters, though, too. I'm fair, saying, like, but these, like, six, these like six, five, six, seven goal games. Seven two. Penguins over Rangers. They're like five fucking nothing at the end of like the second period. It's just been like crazy. Six nothing Oilers. Eight to two Oilers. Seven to three Avalanche. It's like Penguins seven four. Also, the fact that the Penguins put up back to back seven goal games against. The Rangers and like Shostakin, who's probably going to win the Vesna, is just ridiculous. Actually, he's regretting that wave now. I think that like Colorado put up like two seven goal games. Yeah, Colorado was seven, seven oh. two, and seven three. Yeah, seven two, two to one, seven to three, and then five to three. It's just I like. I guess it's nice because these late games, it's like you watch the first period and you're like, oh, cool, game's over, I can go to bed. <laughs> I just I like. It's more exciting when they're close games, you know, like when it's in the last minute, like the last uh, Panthers and Capitals game. Yeah, that was you get, awesome. You get, a, you get a goal with the goalie pull, you get the OT, and then if they complete the comeback. Which people bitching that that was goaltender so interference was not goaltender interference. That was a good goal. Nobody knows what the fuck they're talking about. There's only one multi-overtime game so far, and that was game one. Like, game one of each series felt like this was going to be an awesome playoffs, and then it's just – I feel like it's just right. dipped. What's been your most surprising uh, series, you think? Not including the Rangers and Penguins, because I think both <laughs> so agree with that one. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's the one, but like we already kind of talked about that one being like a surprise. Um Honestly, I'm going to go with Florida Capitals. Like, I honestly felt like the Panthers were set up to, like, just walk away through that first round and just gear up for whoever it's going to be out of Toronto and Tampa. I'm saying um, Calgary and Dallas. That one is, yeah, I'm surprised Dallas has been hanging as much as they have. Yeah, they against a team that uh, Markstrom had fucking, what, nine shutouts this year? They, yeah. he, get, he starts the game. He starts the series with a one nothing shutout, and I was like, "Ooh, this is gonna be." Pretty Here we exciting. go. Stars two nothing shutout. The next game, and you're like, "Oh, they returned the favor." <laughs> but the fact that the stars have been hanging in with the Flames, who just kind of like rolled through the Western Conference a bit this year too. Um, I, I'm surprised that Dallas is is tied right now with them, but. I think it was the other thing that's been brought up by a few people is the fact that like I don't think Johnny Gaudreau is like really showing up too much in the playoffs. I guess he, he had a sick he had a sick penalty shot goal last game. Yeah, it's, it's a fucking penalty shot. Oh, I know, but still, but, sick like, goal is a sick goal, bud. Is Johnny Hockey built for fucking playoff playoff time? What was the stat like? Out of three hundred and fifty active players, he's like yeah. three hundred and forty six with most for like points or even strength points or something in the playoffs or something like that. It was yeah, it was something along those lines where it's just like, wow, how does the like the guy with like the most even strength points in the regular season basically just not show up at all in the playoffs? 
but it makes sense. Like when it's a, when the, the, the playoffs are like do or die and everybody's like throwing their bodies everywhere and they're basically out there to kill each other. Okay, here we go. He's fucking way too small. Here we go. Since 2017, out of all 350 players that have played at least 205 V5 minutes in the playoffs, Johnny Goudreau ranks 346 in 5v5 points. Uh, is, I'm saying, is that 60 or per 60? I don't know. Um, the only four per 60. Okay, the only four players he's ahead of are defensemen, and he ranks dead last among forwards. Yikes. Woof. Yeah, that's just that's crazy to me that that's uh that's the case. I just like the first comment reply to that tweet. That's a cool stat. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, good job. Um, yeah, like I don't know. I'm excited though because I think like the playoffs are just going to get better. I I don't know if some of these teams are nervous. There's also like we said, there's a lot of inexperienced goalies. There, there's a like a poster, like a tweet going around that's been showing like. At one point, like the goalies that were starting in net, and it's like I've yep, got that Jake, right here too. Jake, Jake Ettinger, Billy Huso, uh, Huso, Deming, Ingram, yeah. um, the dude from Carolina. I'm not even going to attempt. Swayman, Kochev or something. K o c h e t k o v. Kochev, Kochikov, Kochikov, and Ottinger, Ottinger, Kochek. I don't know. So yeah, Ettinger, yeah. 75,000 or 750,000, 750,000,825,000,925,000,925,000,925,000,925,000,925,000,925,000,925,000,925,000,925,000,925,000,925,000,925,000,925,000,925,000,925,000,925,000,925,000,925,000,925,000,925,000,925,000,925,000,925,000,
I don't know, man, that's not really reflective of like the play that they're doing or the spot that they're put into. Um, what am I looking for? Oh, Colorado. It's just so stupid. I also, although I do think like probably shouldn't pay a goalie like close to ten million, but <laughs> I think the perfect contract for uh, no. is like a six by six. Macar's already started. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. It's his first year of his nine million dollar deal. Sorry, I zoned out there. Um, no, you're good. <laughs> um, all right, my other last thing as I'm going through like stuff we've been sharing about stuff in those playoffs and all that. Stuff about stuff. Yeah, for the good. fourth time in the last six best of seven series, the Leafs took a 2-1 series lead, and we have seen how that has worked out. Uh, they are currently down 2-1 to one against Tampa, going into yep. the third. Third just started. Series tied 2-2. Toronto fans, are you nervous? Are you worried? I'm sure they are. They're, they're, there should be – there's zero confidence for this team in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, play, you're playing the back-to-back fucking Stanley Cup champions, man. Like, like what is so like, funny to me is that I consider myself a, a Toronto fan. Like, I like Toronto. I yeah. want them to lose. I want them to lose because I want to see what they do to try to fix this and change this this coming offseason. Because there's no way you just make one little change at goalie or all this kind of stuff. That's and, all they've been trying to do the last Right, exactly. Years. Like, that's all they've been doing. Like, there's no way that that's – that that flies again this year. Yeah, it's, I don't know how how they're gonna plan to do anything. What oh. do we have we have nobody on LTIR that we can give them. <laughs> You're like, hey man, here's some cap space. Yeah, I don't know, man. That uh, it's gonna be interesting. So I don't know. Any other little thoughts on the playoffs? Um, I think it's really funny that Gerard Gallant called the Rangers soft <laughs> and he apparently had them doing, um, like suicides. Did you see Good that? coaching. Good coaching. Yeah, man. He must've watched miracle recently. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I don't know. So we'll see. Hopefully, uh, this gets a little bit tighter as like this playoffs go on. Cause if we keep having blowouts like this, I mean, I'm just. Gonna lose interest really it's, fucking fast. Well, the weirdest thing too is that, like they're blowouts in each direction. So like the series is not, it's not like it's not like the Colorado series where it's that's fair and yeah. everybody's doing sweeps. It's like they're just blowing each other out and it's fucking weird. It's like, all right, who's gonna show up to play today? Like it's the playoffs. Like, oh, we're gonna put up seven today. You guys can do it next game. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's just so weird. So but, whatever. Like I mean, the games that are on currently are pretty close. It's, I mean, not really. Two to one uh, Tampa, that one's close. But then four to one Carolina. Which I hope they fucking close this shit out next game too. Like, I mean, whoever, like, if they, if everybody just wins at home, then Carolina moves on. Right. But all right. Um, the last thing I have here for NHL talk is Patrick Marlowe announced his retirement from the NHL. Um. Didn't not, play it all this year. Yeah, didn't play it all this year. It was not a surprise. Uh, but what we were kind of talking about before we started recording, we were talking about his Iron Man streak and how it's kind of BS that if he were to sign again and were to pick up playing, that his streak would continue. I just I don't like that rule. I think if the second an NHL game is play that you're not in, yeah, you you lose your streak. Yeah. 
if you don't play a season i don't think that should count towards a streak like if you if you don't play a season because you're hurt like you, you can't fucking like that's the whole reason like it's not just like oh man i played this many games but i got hurt a couple but it doesn't matter it's like or i didn't play because i wasn't signed by a team it's like you're not signed by a team because like how does that continue the streak i don't get it yeah it makes no sense but yeah so he's does he go down where does he finish on that list of like uh, best players to like never win a cup. Does he make that list? I mean, it's a list. It's not a top ten. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like who would it, who would there be? Oh fucking Toronto just tied it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, like who's number one? I would. It's got to be like Lundqvist for me. I think Lundqvist. Yeah. I think Lundqvist is up there. I the Sedin twins. Like as much as I fucking hate them, like they're probably some of the best players that never won. Jerome McGinley. Uh, as of right now, I think Joe Thornton would still be above him, even though he's still playing. Um, Ryan Miller's another one. Pretty, pretty good. And these are all just like recent guys. Like I don't even know. Like if there's anybody in the past. Did Pavel Burry ever win one? I don't think so. I don't think so. Um. Matt Sundin, I don't think he won one. Yeah, I I don't think he tops. Like he's not like when you think of it, I don't think he's like the guy. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. but I, he's like top twenty probably. Probably not top five. I I think his biggest like like thing for him was the fact that he played the most games. Yeah, I think that's really it. I he, mean, he was a solid player. Like, twenty three seasons. Uh, one thousand one hundred ninety-seven career points in one thousand seven hundred seventy-nine games. Uh, leads first on the Sharks list in goals and points. Carolina's up five-one right now, <laughs> and they took a three-two series lead. Um, made the playoffs in seventeen of his twenty-three seasons. Yeah, but that's like a team stat, you know. Like that's one of those things that's kind of wild to me. Is like. Or no, I'm sorry, that's just – 17 was just with San Jose. Okay. It's weird to me that, like, you take into consideration, like, something like team trophies when you're talking about, like, Hall of Fame. Like, oh, like, does he make it? Because he never won a, a Stanley Cup. It's like, yo, man, that takes a full 18 guys at least and two goalies, like, night in, night out, or really one goalie, but, like, solid 25 group of guys. Oh shit! Toronto's up. <laughs> oh, All right. Well, let's wrap this up so we can yeah, watch the rest of this game here. Electric in Toronto right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be uh, so disappointing when Tampa comes back to tie this and fucking win it in OT. <laughs> All right. So that's episode one seventy six. Tanner, what do you want to call it? Who needs a sixth overall pick? <laughs> Who? Not us. Needs. Not us. Six pick. I'll keep. I'll say six pick. Keep it short. Um, all right. Just say, oh, what about like, we don't need a six overall. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh, wait, before we go, Fezna and Norris Trophy final or nominees. Oh. Those came out too. And we were very close. You nailed it with I nailed it Norris. Norris, uh, Hedman, Yossi, uh, and Makar. I still think Makar gets it, but probably not. Um, Vesna was. Oh, fuck Armstrong, me. Saros. And uh, Shesterkin, Shesterkin, and neither of us got that. I don't think either of us had Saros in there. No, Saros was the I'm in out. I'm still sticking with uh, Shesterkin. Yeah, Shesterkin. Yeah, hundred percent. So, 
Um, all right, so episode call on that one. Yeah, episode one seventy six. Uh, we don't need six overall. Um, yeah, make we sure. Don't to- need no first round pick now. Um, all right, so make sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, subscribe to the YouTube, five star reviews on Apple Podcasts and on Apple Pod uh, on Spotify. Uh, follow social media at WCB Podcasts. Uh, follow the Hockey Pod Network at at Hockey Pod Net. Draft Kings promo code THPN. I am stumbling all over this ending, but we are going to wrap it up, and we will see you on the next one. Oh yeah, man! All right, love you, boys. Bye. The Windy City Benders Podcast. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and YouTube. And follow the boys on socials at WCB Podcast. <laughs>